From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, you want a good news? How about a five-star legacy at a position of need coming home? And Corey and I give our starting 22 we project for the bowl game without having seen practice yet. Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. cptallybar.com. That's the website, 2475 Appalachian Parkway, the address. You can hit the QR code on your screen. Takes you to the social calendar, the menu. You can place your orders beforehand when you show up maybe take it to go but as we like to recommend hang out at the corner pocket bar and grill lunch specials mondays through fridays 11 a.m to 3 p.m but on tuesday all day long everybody it's taco tuesday at the cp soft shell hard shell beef or chicken all day long the lunch special if you will 8.99 check it out over the corner pocket bar and grill leads you into trivia night Corey clark you're gonna put the strap on the line on tuesday night in front of the uh, the good folks in tallahassee Nope, going out to dinner with some friends, buddy. Oh. So won't won't be there uh, defending my. T- I assume I have a title. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember what, how we did the last time, but won't be able won't be there to defend it. Hmm. Thanks for the invite to the uh, dinner with friends later tonight. Appreciate that. Um, it's kind of a couples thing. I understood that. I understood that. Don't, don't <laughs> okay, have to rub it in. Sorry. Don't have sorry. to rub it in, buddy. My fault. Uh, Wordchant.com, your ultimate seminal sports source. Join us, everybody, please. Why not? It's fifty four ninety five for an entire year right now. It's usually I think one oh nine ninety five, so we're taking an axe to it. We want y'all to come aboard, see how cool everything is. Corey's columns, Ira's insight, Michael Langston, Matt Lasser with all the intel, hanging out out front the Moore Center for hours upon hours mm. upon hours. They tried intrepidly to get Marvin Jones Jr. to talk when he was here on campus this past weekend. MJJ was like, Nah, I'm good. Made me a little bit nervous, Corey Clark. But as we sit here and talk, we got great news on last night. Marvin Jones Jr., five-star legacy, son of Marvin Jones, who some call maybe the best defensive player in Florida State history on this podcast. Yeah. Someone said that. Yep. Commits to the Knowles. Very great news. Um, I was going to say very good news, maybe great news, but I'm just going to go ahead and say very great news. Hmm. Um, I don't know if this is a an apples-to-apples apples replacement for a guy like Jared Verse, but, man, just a guy that's got the skill set. Listen, he went to a really good high school program, obviously coming from a really good college program at Georgia. I love it. Come on aboard. Welcome home, big guy. Uh, your thoughts, Corey, on uh, Marvin Jones Jr., quote, coming home. Yeah, man, that's uh, it's really neat. It's cool because you know Marvin wanted him here. Um, it was probably a little upset that he didn't come, but also it's his son's decision, you know, so I, we, we all appreciate and can understand that. Um, but you know, it's, it's funny when, when Marvin, when it came down to the wire with Marvin, I think he was a last, wasn't he the day of committed to Georgia? Like Florida state was still in it till the very end. And then yeah. it kind of got overshadowed by, you know, a kid that went to Jackson state and is now at Colorado. Um, but Marvin Jones was on the board right then too. And it's cool that like out of the two big fish that you lost that final day, Although this wasn't a flip necessarily, it was just somebody you thought you had a real good chance with. You got one of them back, and you know, look, he we we have no idea what he is. He is a complete wild card. Um, 
you know that it, uh, it's the he's, he's played a good amount of football at a, one of the best programs in the country, Corey. Well, right, but he had you know he played he had I think he had twelve or sixteen tackles. He had four and a half tackles for loss. He had a he had a sack. He had a sack in his freshman year too. He did start against Alabama in the SEC championship game. But the point being, he hasn't showcased. Because of playing time, I assume he was a backup. He played somebody was a backup. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten a chance to showcase his true ability. Now we'll get to see him unleashed. I don't know if he's Jared Verse. I don't know if he's Jermaine Johnson. But he will get a chance to prove that at at Florida State. And this is what these are the portal guys that make the difference, right? Like I was thinking about. We talked about it yesterday. The the kid from Georgia Tech. Um, he he's played four. I think he's played. This will be his fifth year coming up. He just committed to South Carolina. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, but he Kyle was, Kennard. Yeah, there you go. So he was he was in the portal. He came to Florida State on a visit. Um, and look, man, he he has nice numbers in his career. They're solid numbers. And I and I I compare it. You know, it, I, it, like Gilbert Edmond numbers, Derek McClendon numbers. Nothing wrong with that. You need players like that. I'm not. I'm not trying to take shots at guys that aren't first round picks, but their potential is we. They they're banging their head on their ceiling. We know what they are. Pretty good college football players. Decent college football players. There's a chance, just like Jermaine Johnson finally got unleashed. There's a chance Marvin Jones Jr. might be awesome, and that's what's exciting, right? It's the potential that's untapped. Six five two fifty can run. Uh, obviously, was a five-star kid coming out of high school. Played on a national championship team. Played this past year on a team that was number one in the country for the whole season. He's used to winning. Won a state championship with Patrick Sertan uh, at American Heritage, uh, whatever that was, twenty twenty. So I love that he's a, he's used to winning, and I love that he's a big-time prospect that has played at that school. And it just so happens that he's the son of, as I've said probably the best defensive player that's ever played at Florida State. Asset? Um, I don't want to call liability, but, you know, we'll, we'll obviously get to talk to him. That's the cool part about covering this program, other than the fact that they won all their football games here recently. Um, you know, I don't know, if we, I don't know if we really want to probe deep into it about, you know, what's it like being home. I'm sure, I mean, we feel kind of we have to, though, but I mean, what do you feel about that? Is that something you think will – listen, man, Mike Norvell and Josh Storms are going to push the heck out of that kid. John Papuchas, Adam Fuller, uh, you know, Odell, everybody. Right. Um, but, man, I don't know. There's something about coming back to the family business almost, if you will, like here. Um, I don't know where his head was at in Athens, but I don't want to say, like, re-inspired, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a good part of this equation here. You know, some It's also kind of a money year for him, too. I mean, yeah. he technically could go crazy and then – declare for the draft and follow in his father's footsteps here. But um, do you think, I mean, I guess without really talking to this kid and knowing all that much about his makeup, like could it weigh him down too much? Or do you think it's just kind of, a, it's a cool storyline. It's not his entire, um, you know, his chapter in his life is not going to always be about that here this year. Well, and I think it it's an interesting, it's interesting in the sense that, you know, Marvin played here 31 years ago. It's most of the people listening to the show, or I should say at least half, never saw Marvin Jones play in college. You didn't see him play in college. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, I'm old, so I did see him play in college. So it's not like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not like uh, like Jameis Winston's little brother, Jonah. That's a little different to me than this. This just had like DeKalon De- De- Brooks. I don't feel like he he felt a ton of pressure. Hmm. Uh, number one. I mean, who's going to be as good as Derek Brooks? I mean, give me a break. That's that. But he he had known that his whole life. I'm not as good as my dad because my dad's the best that's ever done it. Right. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. His dad 
although his name rings out in Tallahassee around Doak Campbell Stadium, he's not a pro football Hall of Famer. Um, he's not somebody that's, you know, on the side of the practice facility um, or on the side of the practice field with his, with his you know, jersey out like because he's, he's in Canton. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame, and he's a huge deal to people of a certain age at Florida State. But I don't know if there's – if he'll be completely weighed down by that. Just because I think that was a couple of generations ago. It wasn't just a generation ago. It was at least two generations ago that his dad starred here. But his dad, folks, trust me, if you listen to this show, you know my knowledge of in history of Florida State football. I don't say that lightly. I, I, I am well aware that Deion Sanders played football at Florida State. And Ron Simmons and Derek Brooks and Jalen Ramsey and Leroy Butler and Derwin James. I am telling you, Watching Marvin Jones play college football, college, that's why I stress that. Not the best that's ever played because I think you would argue that either Dion or Derek Brooks, they literally are arguably the two best players at their positions in the history of the sport. But Marvin Jones in college was the best probably I've ever seen. Just unbelievable. But it was 31 years ago that he was, he finished fourth in the Heisman, Aslan, a middle linebacker that missed a couple of games with an ankle injury, finished fourth in the Heisman Trophy voting. That's how dominant and unbelievable Marvin Jones was. So, hey, Marvin Jr., just go be as good as your dad, man. It's not that hard. Just go get your jersey retired, buddy. Uh, you know, looking at what Jermaine Johnson did at Georgia in that year before he came to Tallahassee, he averaged about 27 snaps per game, uh, right. graded out at 70 Marvin Jones Jr., meanwhile, this year averaged close to about 20 snaps per game, graded out at, you know, rounded up to 61. So, um, again, I don't know if that's really apples to apples. but just Also, remember, Jermaine had been in – he was a little older, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was Juco was, route, too. Yeah. yeah, so I think he was at least one year or maybe two years older, so he was bigger and stronger than – you know, Marvin's still growing and getting stronger. And I think, you know, I don't know, maybe it's marginally, but I, I think that defense that Jermaine Johnson was on was a little bit better, too. So he had a little bit more, yes, you know, people correct. ahead of him and maybe a little bit more help when he was out there on the field to make those kind of plays. But, yeah, just that those kind of measurables. I mean, I know he doesn't have a great amount of pressure stats on PFF. He had a total of five this past year on 68 pass rush snaps. But I don't know, man. I'm not calling, like, John Papooch is the Bill Walsh of, you know, pass rushers when it comes to, like, you know, what Bill Walsh did for offense. But... Pretty good track record. I mean, I know guys like Jared and Jermaine showed up here somewhat ready-made physically, but to unlock things that they had not done at their previous institutions, I mean, I, I'm not saying Marvin's going to be Jermaine, but I just, I like just the overall roundedness of his game. Feels like he can etch, set the edge, and yeah. I don't doubt his ability to grow into being a pass rusher. That's going to be disruptive and uh, team, team up really well with a guy like Patrick Payton. So, uh, as best as you could hope for to hold serve with who's out there in the portal. And again, I, again, I know that kid from Texas San Antonio has got some crazy kind of video game numbers when it comes to edge rushing. And he's probably going to Alabama, but Marvin Jones jr. Is kind of there in the mix. I know Ole Miss grabbed the guy from Tennessee, but uh, you wanted good news. Everybody Corey said, probably Monday you're going to get it. And as we sit here on Tuesday, giving you the show, they got it. So it feel did good. You say he was like 11th in the rankings in the portal. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Top 15. That's, that's a big deal. And it's also interesting with Georgia, um, as good as their defense is, and it's always good, sometimes incredible. Um, they're not a big sack team. Right. Um, you know, I, I just looked it up. So Florida state, if you guys don't know, and I know Kirk Herbstreet does not, Ooh. uh, Florida state finished third in the country in sacks per game. Hmm. Yeah. So they, they were, what did they have? They had 45. Yeah. They had 45 sacks this season. Penn State had the most at 48. So they are a sack-heavy team. 
Georgia, meanwhile, finished 42nd in the country. They had 29 sacks. Um, and I think you could look at that, like that team that Jermaine Johnson was on in 2020. Um, they weren't a big sack team. 2021, the team that won the national championship at Georgia uh, with that incredible defense and all those dudes, including the number one overall pick in the draft. They just, I think maybe when you're Georgia, the opposing offense is like, we need to get the ball out quick. Hmm. Let's throw some. But anyway, so I, you can't just judge a defensive end in that system based purely on numbers. Um, that's not to say that he's going to be the next Jermaine Johnson. Wait for it, kids. He's going to be awesome. But that's clearly the hope, right? Like, you've gone from Jermaine Johnson, who was a backup at Georgia, Jared Verse, who was a starter at Albany, to now another backup at Georgia. These are the guys that could could be the difference makers, the real impact players, the special players that you talk about. Again, the kid that's from Georgia, that was at Georgia Tech that's now at South Carolina, would be a nice piece, but he's a piece. He's not a star. Marvin Jones Jr. has a chance, not predicting it, who knows? I've seen him play probably nine snaps, has a chance to take that jump and be the star that you're looking for to, to stay in line with the Jermaine Johnsons and the Jared Verses and the Brian Burnses in, of, of you know great defensive ends in recent history. Georgia's 68th, according to PFF, in pass rush, graded out at 71.9. They had 187 pressures. Meanwhile, Florida State graded out at 6th best in the country, 90 on their mm-hmm. pass rush grade. And they had a total of 272 pressures. Yeah. Like I mean, you can you can see why it would be appealing mm-hmm. for Marvin Jones to be like, I, I think I want to go play there. They seem to tackle the quarterback a lot. Mm. Speaking yeah. of quarterback, come on, Cam Ward. Come on, DJ. Figure it out. Let's go. Let's so go. In, in other news on the, at that position, though, uh, Carson Beck, the, the, start, the starter at Georgia, the quarterback there, uh, did announce that he will be he will be returning for his – final season. So, yes, he is going to play. We knew that anyway because he had already announced it, but we also predicted, well, it would be weird if he played in this game and then declared. Um, So he is coming back for his last season, which then, because this is how college football works now with the Dominoes, their number one overall recruit flipped to Nebraska, the quarterback. Oh, yeah, Dylan Raiola. Yeah, he's going to Nebraska now because Carson Beck announced that he was staying for another year. And Vanderbilt just uh, lost their quarterback, A.J. Swan, committed to LSU on Monday evening as well. So, um, dominoes falling. and uh, But everyone's sitting around. Cam Ward's got all the leverage in the world. He can – Yeah. He and can, K, uh, the, the Jefferson kid from Arkansas entered the portal as well. Yeah, K.J. Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. So, so look, it, I feel like those are the top three because I think they think the Howard – is, is the Will Howard kid already committed to USC or is going to commit to USC? So he made their – the number uh, one player in the country last year was that quarterback. That oh, Malachi to Nelson. USC. Yeah, Malachi yeah. Nelson. He's gone. Already in the portal. He gone. Which you can – you understand, right? Like, this is what you have to face with the quarterbacks on your own roster. Like, when he realizes, he's like, okay, I'll sit behind Caleb Williams for a year. He's going pro. Then it's my show. And then you see, wait, we're recruiting the starter from Kansas State? So well, he clearly, got hurt. He got hurt this year and already got. He was already third string. So um, no, but clearly Lincoln Riley wasn't a yes. believer, right? Um, yeah, clearly. And and when I mean, look, you only get one chance at college, and if you're a big time deal and think you're one of the best players in the country, I'm sure this kid does. He's like, well, I'm not going to sit another year, uh, so I'm in the portal, and that's that's the risk you run by bringing in, especially at that position, uh, quarterbacks, experienced quarterbacks, because it's hard to keep guys uh, patient. 
Guys don't like to exercise patience, especially big super duper five stars. But yeah, it's all all the dominoes fall. So you got to figure DJ Jefferson, Cam Ward, they're on everybody's list of people looking for a quarterback. It's just a matter of fit and, you know, I guess probably finances. VineLaringy.com helping you with your finances by giving you one for free when you buy any item. Uh, you get one for equal or lesser value for free when you use the promo code WarchantBogo. Warchant B-O-G-O. That promo code cooked up courtesy of our great friends over at VineLaringy.com that are Florida State alums. Um, big time alums. Like wanting rabid, wanting to get involved in the investigation piece of this mm. and yep. like fund something if need be. But we'll see how that all works out as A.G. Ashley Moody works her magic. Let Vitamergy work its magic. Not even two full fluid ounces. Gives you 260 milligrams of all-natural caffeine. Tastes great. No sugar. No sugar rush. It is gluten-free. It's fantastic. It tastes great. Put it in the fridge. Travis, our listener, says he likes to put them in the fridge. Some people do as well. I take a half a shot. So usually when I got that leftover half, I just go ahead and throw the bottle in the fridge. And then the next day, just great. Just great. Immune Plus right now. As I get over this cold, I'm back now, though. Feels good. Feels really good to be back. Uh, let's all take our health uh, mm. not for granted. Let's be grateful for that and the fact that we can take a quick shot and get our energy back up. Focus improvement, workout intensity, ratcheted up, mood enhance as well. The world's first and only clinically proven shot to help out, get rid of the brain fog, get you up and at them, get you focused. Try it out. Shake it and take it. VitaminEnergy.com. That promo code, again, is Corey. We're Champ Bogo. I love it when he says that. Shake it and take it, everybody. All right, Corey, quick exercise. We go out to practice later today, yeah. everybody. Practice. So check out warchant.com video from practice, uh, as much as we can show you in those first few periods. Let's do right now our projected, if they are to play a game today, Corey, if they had to play Georgia right now, who we would project. Let's start on the offense. Uh, the starting 11 and then we'll probably get a little bit more insight after we see practice later today. Don't know if we can give you another depth chart update that might. Yeah, that's kind of why I like much. I like doing this now because we're not, uh, you know, violating any codes or anything. This is literally just our uh, opinions, not yeah. anything we've seen on the field. So there's you can't draw any real conclusions from this because we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, but we can't do it tomorrow because then that would use the intelligence Correct. that we yes. uh, picked out of there. So, yeah. uh, nonetheless, do we think Tate Rodemaker's a starting quarterback? I do. Yes. Okay. Yep. We'll go one back. Lawrence? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Toll Feely. Let's go with our starting offensive line from left to right. I don't. I think they're going to shut down Rob Scott. I think we go Darius. I don't know where Dimitri has been. He's been at left guard. Um, I'll say Dimitri, Maurice. I'm say KJ Jones. I'm going to go with Keandre okay, Jones. Keandre. I, I think. And then Jer Jeremiah Byers will continue to hold down the right tackle spot. Any disagreement there? What do you think, Corey? I think it will be – look, it's kind of interchangeable, but I think it would be the one it's been most of the season with Roddick at left guard and Emmanuel at right guard with Keandre floating in. Okay. But now, look, if Rob Scott shut down, again, we have no idea. He was apparently able to play the last month and just didn't, um, which, you know, take that for what it's worth. But if they decide, yeah, let's just shut him down and get him right for next year. Um, they only have – you know, they went from eight experienced guys – so now you've lost Bless Harris and Rob Scott, so you're down to six for the game on uh, on December 30th. Yeah, I just wonder, again, I know that's like three weeks off for Rob, but I don't know. I, I shouldn't say I think they're going to shut him down. Just I mean, he played 27 snaps against Louisville, and before that he did not play uh, 
since the Wake Forest game. Yeah, I guess he did play against Louisville, but we don't. I don't know how they thought he did, how he moved. Um, in in is it worth it to exacerbate it at all? Yeah. When you're about to get nine months, and it's this game. Like obviously, if they were in New Orleans getting ready to play Washington, Rob Scott would they would be pushing Rob Scott to play. Mm. And it's great that he came back for the Louisville game. It really is. It's Again, it's one of the reasons I'm so pissed off about all these guys that have gotten their bodies as close to right as possible, all the rehab to just try to get to an undefeated season. And then it was Rob. They were Rob. But anyway, I don't know if it makes sense to have him out there um, in this game if there's still anything lingering at all. One tight end, three receivers. You want to go there, Coach? Sure, yeah. Um, well, obviously Morlock, right? I guess. I mean, we don't know about Jaheim, though, do we? Oh, that's true. That's he, true. he didn't come out and say he wasn't playing in the bowl game. Uh, but, again, he's somebody that, as you guys could tell watching the games, and we certainly could tell in practice, he had some. he's had some lingering stuff. I think it was an ankle, certainly leg-related, where he wasn't 100% right and hadn't been for, the, like, really kind of the second half of the season. Um, so, again, I don't know if you rush back to play in this game – to then, you know, when your when your pro future is on the line. So yes, I'll. I, sorry, long winded. Mm. I will say Morlock is the starter. Oh man, I hope Hakeem can go. I'm gonna say Hakeem, Kentron. I, I think Hakeem. Yeah, I think that were. I think those are the three right there. Yep. Okay. I think Hakeem will be able to go. I don't. I hope they didn't shut him down for the year because he is somebody. He and Vandravius and Destin really. This could be such a a. a just a, a, it's a big game for them. It's not a big game for other guys. It's not maybe a big game for the team or the program, but it is a big game for those guys to just see if they can do it at this level. Because I promise you, Georgia's going to have dudes that can play on defense. I don't know who, how many of their starters, maybe all of them. Nobody's entering, opting out yet. This would be such a great learning experience for those guys to play in a game like that against that defense that's very, very salty and very, very confident with NFL dudes in that secondary to test themselves against it. So I hope I hope Hakeem can go. Can that offense get 20 points? What would you put the team if – if I gave the team total at 17 and a half? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good number. I, I, probably under. Probably – I mean, you're talking about no Trey, no Keon, no Johnny, no Jaheem. No Jordan Travis. Yeah. When it's when it's said out loud like that, <laughs> yeah, I would say under. But, hey, man, excited to see what, you know, Vandravius can do. I'm excited yep. to see what Hakeem can do. Um, yep. you know, and, and you never know in bowls, like, how motivated Georgia is. How much film did they watch? Are they really prepared? Are they into the game at all? Are they going to wait till they get punched in the mouth a few times to start playing? You never know how it works. I, I, I just think it's going to be a great experience for for those guys either way to see in real games because they're not watching from the sidelines. They're actually going up against these first team cornerbacks, what it has to look like going into next year. Really cool. Like practice exam for them. Um, do you want to go watch Georgia practice if they allow us to like for, I know it's only the first 15 minutes. That's all we would get. Would you go to that? No. So watch them stretch. Yeah. Kirby's not going to let us watch anything that matters. All right, let's go to defense now. Okay. Um, I have no idea. I saw somebody that seemed confident that Joshua Farmer won't be available, so I'm not going to put Josh Farmer in my starting four, okay. uh, front four. So I guess that leaves me with what Daniel Lyons and Daryl Jackson, Patrick Payton, and Gilbert Edmond. Yeah, 
our BTO. Did you say Byron Turner? I did not. I did not. Uh, one of the other. Yeah. Uh, I would think Peyton. Uh, yeah, that would be who I would think. Maybe, maybe. Briggs? Fisk. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see yeah, Fisk, Fisk playing in this yeah, game. Yeah, I'll go. Daryl Jackson, Fisk. Yeah, Fisk, man, he's he's at best, what, a second-day pick right now? I would, oh, yeah, he's not a first-rounder. Yeah. Um, he could. He's one of those guys that he's already upped his stock, and that's the thing. That's what you have to weigh is, like, th- those last two games he played. That's true, man. Walk were the off best two that. games he yeah. played. What a great time to walk off. But imagine him playing that well again against that team. Well, then maybe he do- he might make himself – an extra couple of million million dollars if he if he can play again, play that well again against Georgia. Um, so, I, and I just I, I don't know, man. When you play at Western Michigan and you get a chance to play in the Orange Bowl against Georgia, I feel like there's a chance anyway that he might. Uh, and okay. that might be just me hopeful that there that he'll be playing against Georgia. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Fisk. All right, yeah, I like it. I like it. You you got me on there. All right. So and then linebacker, I think we're good. I think Tatum and Kalen are going to play. Okay, yeah, all right. DJ not Lundy, DJ Lundy officially though. in the portal. Officially yeah. in the portal now. Took him a while. Um, <laughs> not sure what. It was like six days, right? Some, yeah, um, a little bit of a lag. A little bit of a lag. But uh, yeah, he's in there. You you wonder what the behind the scenes because obviously there's some discussions going on behind the scenes. And this again, this is going to sound like sour grapes. It's not. He would have been an important piece of the uh, of the 2024 defense. But now this kind of frees you up uh, to go get somebody better than D.J. Lundy. Because D.J. Lundy was uh, a decent college linebacker, but nothing special. Uh, on a team with not a lot of linebacker depth, he was the third best. But maybe you can go get guys where D.J. would have been, would have again been the third or fourth best. But there's work to do, right? you mm-hmm. got to go get somebody. I don't know. Maybe Blake Nicholson is starting. Maybe he makes that jump. Um, I, maybe that's the plan. He certainly showed that he, he has some ability, but who's the other two starters? I, I don't know. Omar Graham. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, they got to. They've got to. They've got to address that position for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, well, it maybe this is like the. This will end up being again. I'm all silver lining, folks. That's my nickname. Mm. Maybe this will be the uh, the, the kick in the rear they needed. Not that I think they needed one. Um, to to make sure they go and get a linebacker or two. Like, they know they can't go into next season with what? Who's They have no experience in the, in the linebacking core right now. None. Blake Nicholson, Omar Graham, um, the Ward. Cryer? DeMarco Ward, yeah, Cryer. Yeah, that's not that's – not. I mean, and they might – we have no idea how good those guys are going to be. Um, I have a pretty good idea with Omar Graham, but the other two I have no idea how good they're going to be. They were freshmen, true freshmen. Yeah. But – you know, it's a you got a long season, and you need some you need some guys that you know can play at this level. I think they think they can play at this level, but you don't know. So again, you need to go get at least one or two. Yeah, listen, man, it's it's not Marvin Jones and Derek Brooks, but man, Kalen Deloach was a great college linebacker this year. Tanner yeah. Bethune is a rock solid college linebacker. Yep, yep, yeah. Those are those, those are other big guys, losses, are, man. Yeah, those other guys are not close to that level right now. Now, can they get close to that? I, I don't know if you know. I wonder how good of friends uh, Marvin Jones was with uh, the Dumas kid, Dumas Johnson kid. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, because that kid is awesome. He would start. Marvin needs to get in his ear and be like, hey, man, there's some there's some snaps available here at Florida State. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. You said he was the captain. Like who? I thought so. I thought it for the last game. He was the captain for the one of the captains for the defense. Mm. A little bit boring, I guess, on the back end. I think they're fully intact. 
I think it's it's Jarian and Renardo, um, either Greedy or Azaria, and then I think your safeties are intact. I think Akeem plays, and I think obviously Shaheen played. Okay, all right. Well, Cyprus. Um, oh yeah, I, I guess think he's so. the other corner. Um, but look, if Cyprus doesn't play, no, he'll play. And, he'll play. And Azaria does. You know, you're 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 even, or maybe even a little. I mean, I love the way Azaria played this year. Um, I thought he took a big step, and he has a chance to be an NFL player for sure. Uh, maybe a first or second day pick if he keeps progressing. Because I thought, hmm. honestly, I thought by the end of the year he was maybe the best one they had. Um, he just really took some steps up. I thought, and he we all know what kind of terrific athlete he is. Um, so that was cool to see, right? Like that's I was just thinking about that, Aslan. Like who is the highest ranked recruit on this team that Norvell recruited? I guess now it becomes Marvin Jones, right? And I know he's oh, a portal yeah. kid, but he was a kid that he recruited out of high school that's now on the team. But after I, don't know. Him, I think Hakeem, I think Hakeem was probably. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, and but uh, Azaria is up there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. it's cool to see the development because you guys remember uh, we talked a lot about him the uh, preseason of his freshman year, and then he goes out in the Duquesne game and I think gives up a touchdown. Uh, doesn't really play that well to start his freshman season. Slowly got a little bit better and a little bit better, but nothing great. They bring in Cypress, and he's still a backup, a backup that obviously played a lot. And then as the season wore on, you saw, oh, man, he's got a chance to be really good. Like the speed, the athleticism, the length, uh, the physicality. And that's what these programs do, man. You and it's, it's been We get robbed of it a little bit because of the portal. But to see the guys go from hyped-up freshmen that struggle early to by the end of their sophomore years, they start to look like an NFL player. And then their junior year, they can take off and be – an all-ACC, all-American type player. I think Azaria could could perhaps be on that trajectory, which is cool to see again. We haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I am I will amend and I guess kind of semi-amend. I, I think, yeah, they'll whatever they were rolling out there, their, their top five, they'll have their top five. So, yeah, Cypress, Green, uh, Jarian, the third cornerback, and then, yeah, I think Akeem, Shaheem, ready to roll. And then, yeah, yeah. Mastro and then Fitzy, just Fitz booming magic. him. Fitzy booming him. Yeah. Um, that defense, can they hold Georgia to under 27? Yeah, I they can. So. Yeah. I don't know if I'd predict it, but yeah, they can. I, I, You know, I just would love, for a half, this would be my offer, especially if I was running the Orange Bowl, if I was the executive director of the Orange Bowl. Number one, I meant to mention this yesterday. If you want all these guys to play in your bowl games, pay them. Like, Jane Daniels opted out. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool for whatever bowl LSU was going to? Um, to have the Heisman Trophy winner actually playing, that'd be a way to sell some tickets. So pay them to come play, and they might. But anyway, I would love for the Florida, the entire Florida State defense, including Lovett, Verse, um, you know, Renardo Green, Fisk, all these guys that have, I guess, decisions to make um, about their the, playing in the bowl game, to just play a half. Just play Georgia for five possessions at full strength and say, you know what? They got three points. I think we proved our point. And then take off your helmets and pads and watch in the warm-ups. Just to, like, so it's the best of both worlds. Oh, I love it. I love it. Let's go. Yes. You get to say, look. Yes. That's what you would have gone up against for four quarters. You got a taste of it. How'd you like it, Carson Beck? Mm-hmm. Did you like Jared Verse slamming you to the ground like that and, and Braden Fisk running all around? Did, was that fun? Okay, now go play against our second and third stringers because we hate this sport right now and we're protecting our futures. But 
That's what you would have gotten for four quarters. It's the best of both worlds. You play for a half. In fact, I say that, I'm pretty sure, and I don't know how the game ended up because I stopped watching to record this. Whatever bowl it was on uh, Monday, it was Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. Yes. Western Kentucky's leading receiver, who's their all-time leading receiver, um, played like the first few drives, and then I I was watching in the third quarter. I didn't watch the first half, and the announcers were like, "Well, what happened to him? Where did he go? He's disappeared." And then they show him on the sideline in street clothes, mm. not limping around, not icing anything, like on sh- in street clothes. And it's almost like he made a deal with his because I think he's good enough to either get drafted or be a big time portal prospect. He's a junior, but he had like I don't know, he has twenty nine touchdowns in his career. He's a big time player. He might have made a deal with the coaching staff saying, I'll give you a half. Mm. And then after that, play these other guys. Because they, I know they went down to the sideline like, yeah, it's, it's precautionary. He's not coming back in the game. Just do that with your whole defense. It's precautionary for Renardo and Azarie and Akeem and Tatum and Deloach and Verse and Peyton. It's precautionary. They're all sitting out the second half. But that first half was fun, right? Anyway, it's just what, it's what I would do. Actually, it's not what I would do, but it would be cool to see. MyBookie.ag promo code is WarChant. Use that. Instant cash deposit bonus comes your way. Don't got to wait. It's right there. It's instant. That's why it's called the instant cash deposit bonus. Football on tonight, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, 7 o'clock. I can't tell with the time difference with our guys over in the islands there. But Marshall, the thundering herd, catching 12 from the Mimi, the San Antonio Roadrunners, UT San Antonio. I guess with that kind of number, the Frank Harris, their skill or star quarterback, is probably going to go then for the Roadrunners. Yeah, you would um, think, yeah. Let's just go with the overs, man. So that's another game I don't want to bet the under on. It's 51 yeah. and a half, big number, but let's just go for it. Let's be optimistic. Let's just hope for fun, high-flying football. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. It's your money. Do what you want with it. Do not let me in any way, shape, or form tell you folks what to do with your hard-earned money. Be responsible out there. Set a budget. Set a limit. Do not chase Please don't chase. Nothing good happens when you're chasing. Go to mybookie.ag. they got a live casino. They've got live betting, sports book. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. And use the promo code WARCHANT if you do wish to bet over at mybookie.ag. Corey, how do you think practice is going to be later today? How do you, I mean, I know it's going to look probably very similar. Same drills, same hard coaching. Um, are, you, are you interested to hear what Coach Norvell is going to have to say after practice? Uh, do we do we talk about the snub at all? Uh, of course, yeah. Okay. We haven't gotten a chance to ask him since, so no. of course. Uh, uh, but do you yeah, think he'll deflect I, on it. Do you think he'll he'll want to bite his teeth into it? Or do you think like, hey man, you know, it's you know, what are we gonna? I do? hope he doesn't. Like, I I get that it's been two weeks now, and it almost feels like old news. Like, why are you bringing that up? That happened two weeks ago. But we haven't gotten a chance to talk to him, and he's obviously one of the most accessible accessible coaches in the country. And it would be cool to actually get to ask him questions about it. But he might come out like, I'm not really interested in talking about that. We've moved on. We've turned the page. I would like him to do that after Wednesday's practice. Yeah, you're right. Because when he did the Zoom, the, the day of the snub with Kirby. We didn't get punted. to talk to him about it then, right? Yeah, he yeah. punted. He's like, hey, just out of, out of respect for the Orange Bowl, we don't want, I don't want to talk about that. So, yeah, I think yeah, this is yeah, it's, it's fair game. I think he'll definitely want to indulge. And I think he, it could be. He could even preface it by saying, look, I'm as mad as I've ever – I'm still mad. I'm still irate. 
we can talk about this once today, and then let's not talk about it again. Because he's also going to get asked about it at those press conference uh, oh, yeah. in Miami. Because oh, yeah. all those local reporters down in South Florida, that's all they're going to want to talk about. So um, he's going he's going to have to be he's going to answer questions about it. But yeah, he be- he better um, <laughs> because they're coming. The questions are going to come whether he wants to talk about them or not. Okay. Um, all right. But but as far yeah. as the practice goes, yeah. I don't know, man. I literally have no idea. I don't have any idea. Like, as we talk here on Monday night, Keon Coleman is officially still on the 2023 Florida State football team. So is Jared Verse. So is Patrick Payton. So is Braden Fisk. Jaheim Bell. Yeah. Jaheim Bell. Like, so it's it's going to be really interesting to see who's out there. Um, and, like, is C.J. Campbell playing? Is he available? Guys like that. Like, obviously, I don't think somebody like, Bless Harris, who's already committed to TCU. He's not still on the team. He's yeah. not still rolling out there. Lundy, Rodney but, Hill, probably not. But right, but people that leave in in good graces, yeah. um, I, I think there's a chance that they might still be on the field on the team. So uh, yeah, read those observations closely at uh, Warchant.com, folks. Tuesday, if you want at least a little bit of an indication about who might be playing, um, read read the uh, read the observations. Uh, interestingly enough. Rodney Hill is still on the Seminoles.com roster. So is DJ Lundy. Um, and they're never ones to really. Um, but that know. was last year, right? Like, is Bless Harris off? CJ Campbell's still there. Tell yeah, Bless, Bless Harris is. Yeah, he's still on. Yeah, it. so yeah. they have it. Usually last year, it was like a, oh, it was dude. a trigger. It was yes. the quickest trigger. It was yeah. like Annie Oakley. <laughs> it was the quickest. Billy the Kid, uh, as soon as the kid was in the portal, gone. See yeah. ya. You're done. Uh, now they, they maybe they're they're a little slow on the slow on the trigger this year. Yeah. All right. So as Corey said, check out those observations. Got to be a member of Warchant.com, but come on aboard. Half off, fifty four ninety nine for a whole year. Everybody, not just you know to spring football, a whole entire year. So you will have lived through what we hope will be a actual playoff run. Mm. So, yeah, that's right. Come We're on not board. just doing this for. Uh, you know, I was going to say a bad word, but blanks and giggles. Like next year, there's a, hey, they win the ACC, they're in. We'll know what the stakes are ahead of time. And by the way, man, other than Louisville, this conference, I guess, you know, Miami's got to add a couple guys, but they're waiting on a quarterback. But Clemson, I thought, you know, Clemson, we heard was going to maybe finally, you know, do the do the damn thing and get involved in the portal. They have not either. So still feels like this is the, this conference still is going to go through Tallahassee. So, uh, I just, But don't you think the wave is coming? For all these teams, like I don't, I don't yeah. think Georgia's gotten anybody yet. Uh, Florida State just picked up their first on Monday, and the season's been over for two weeks. So, I think maybe the it, maybe it's post Christmas tampering maybe season. It's, right. Maybe right, but maybe it's after National Signing Day is when a lot of the a lot of the kids start entering the portal or coming out of the portal more so. I, I don't right. know. It's just because I would have thought by now after two weeks and the uh, the fundraising. That uh, the battles in was able to uh, mm-hmm. procure uh, in the in the in the week after the snub, that it would have been more active than this. But yeah. maybe that's just how the portal works for when you're a big time program. Yeah, it's not even a Florida State thing. I mean, I know Ole Miss has gone bonkers, but you know, Mike Elko, you know, so many coaches are like you have no idea what you're in for this year. This is going to be absolute chaos once the portal opens on December fourth or whatever the data was, and it really hasn't been that crazy. So. Um, yeah, that wave needs to hurry up and make its way onto the portal, and then Florida State's always well-positioned uh, to do what they have to do to keep this thing going. So uh, we'll keep it going. We'll be at practice, observations, video, interviews. That'll all be available. And then seminal headlines, 1 to 3 o'clock live. Mm-hmm. Corey, Ira, Jeff, all in the same room at the same time. That's right. 
spitting bars, uh, dropping knowledge. <laughs> That's right. Uh, doing the thing. So check that out as well. We'll be back with another show or two this week for you folks as well. We'll have a show for you tomorrow, obviously. Clearly, we'll be at practice. So we'll have all those observations. Mm-hmm. We'll, some of them, some of them. I'll, I'll write down myself in a notepad that doesn't make it on the website. Because uh, Corey's words are worth mine, are worth more than mine. So that's how life works, everybody. That's know your exactly role, stay right. in your lane, yep. kids. Yep. Absolutely. Good call, Aslan. Good he's, call. He's Corey Clark. I'm Aslan Hutchivani. Thanks so much for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Barn Grill. <laughs>